Hello, hello everyone. So, uh, today I was able to talk and sit with my really good friend, Laura. Uh, she is one of the sweetest people I know, and I'm probably going to say that about almost everybody that I interview because I'm only going to interview people that I like. So, <laughs> obviously I'm going to have good opinions about them. But, um, I managed to snag this interview from Laura before she headed out to D.C. She is currently in an internship out in Washington, D.C. at a children's hospital, and I'm super proud of her. But we were able to talk and chat about life, and she jumped on a bunch of soapboxes, so you guys get to listen to that. But I'm super excited because... Every single one has some great points, and Laura is a doll, and I have always loved being able to sit down and talk to her because she just listens to all my problems. So now you guys get to hear some advice from Laura. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Don't be terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is Laura, and I'm going to have Laura introduce herself. Okay, Laura, introduce yourself. (laughs) I'm Laura Thackeray. I went to Jerusalem with Caitlin over the summer, and we had a lot of happy times, so I'm excited to talk more about happiness, because we had some good times over the summer. Yeah, we did. Um, trying, what else do you want to know? Um, okay, I'll ask you some questions okay. to help you. Great, yeah. Um, describe yourself in three words. Ooh. Goofy? Mm-hmm. Good one. Organized? Yes. Mini mom? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love you, Laura. Okay, where are you from? How old are you? And, like, what are you doing in your life right now? I'm 22 years old. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah, and I am a senior at BYU. And I will be moving to Washington, D.C. next semester for an internship. Yeah, Laura's that cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what is your most used or favorite emoji? Uh, the monkey with the covering their eyes. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. And then what is like a statement or life motto that you live by? Oh, eat food, travel often. I love that. Wait, do I have that on my thing? Eat well, travel often. Oh, I have eat, pray, travel. Yeah. Eat well, travel often is my motto. Yeah. That is a good motto, Laura. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, Laura, so just like, I don't know, first question, where did you serve? <laughs> I actually didn't serve a mission. Okay. I've just been in school working. I'm a human development major at BYU, and yeah, I chose not to serve a mission. Was that hard for you to decide not to serve a mission? Uh, yeah, it was tricky. Uh, every one of my friends my freshman year after high school, everyone left me by within like a couple months. So mm-hmm. that was tricky because everyone I knew was on a mission. Um, and so I kind of felt the pressure of, okay, if they're going, should I go? I don't know if, like, am I feeling like I need to go or is it just the social pressure of all my friends going? And it took me about a year to finally come to terms with me not serving, though that was okay. Mm-hmm. So you were about a sophomore then when that happened or under um, your freshman year? Um, by the end of, like, the summer after my freshman year. Okay. I figured it out that I was, like, I wasn't a lesser person. And was that, how did you come, how did you get to be okay with, like, that answer? Um, that's a good question. I think a lot of prayer went into it. Mm -hmm. I prayed a lot about if I should serve and why I thought I should serve. And I really thought about what my motivations were behind it. And just, um feeling like it would, I had the choice. Some of my father told me I had the choice, but I knew that 
I needed to stay. I don't know exactly how that decision really came about. It was kind of, it wasn't like a one middle of the night prayer moment. It just kind of, Elder Brenner, I think, has a talk about how like the sun slowly shines with mm. revelation. And that's how kind of how my mission decision was. Just over time, I realized that like, if I kept going forward in school and I kept doing the things I was doing, like that was what I was supposed to be doing. And so then I came more to terms with that. And I realized that I do, that your freshman year at BYU can be kind of rough. <laughs> I was in, I never had a freshman ward. I lived in an older ward that year. Okay. So everyone was an RM, but me pretty much. And so everyone was like, Oh, where'd you serve your mission? And I learned really quickly how to like deflect that question mm-hmm. of to not make them feel awkward, not make me feel awkward. And, um, yeah, it was a hard, but I realized through answering that all the time that I still had worth and like your worth isn't based off of if you served a mission or not. Um, how my father know. loves every one of his children. I mean, like, and people convert later in life and that's not like their fault that they didn't serve a mission. So I think everyone has their own individual plan with Heavenly Father. And if you choose to serve a mission, that's so great. I'm super supportive of the missionary program, like not salty about it that I didn't. Um, but I think it can be more sensitive, more gentle when you talk about it to people that didn't serve. But I don't think people need to hide that question because it's a very typical BYU question that people get, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, which major did you serve a mission? Where did you serve? Mm-hmm. So some people feel bad, like, oh, did you serve a mission? And they're kind of like, I, I don't think it's is really, it doesn't bug me anymore. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, did you serve when it's kind of like a little pretentious that it kind of bugs people. Mm-hmm. But if you're just asking, like, oh, where'd you serve? Then, I mean, it's easy. Like, oh, I didn't serve. I've been going to school, whatever. So I don't know if that answered your question, but no, that was a tangent. But. <laughs> no, that was great. That was honestly just what I wanted to hear. Yeah. So based off of your experiences at BYU mm-hmm. and having the social pressures, yeah. which, like, I can't really necessarily relate with because right. I did serve a mission. Right. But which is great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so proud of you because it was probably a lot harder than my years of school. But well, I don't know. You're graduating and <laughs> going on an internship, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But, so, like, how would you define happiness, like, even though you've had to deal with these social pressures? Mm. That's, I think that's a great question. It's even broader than, like, just the mission question of like if you're different than somebody else how do you like that they base their happiness off their mission because like oh my mission I was so happy and like oh I wish you could go and I was like yeah cool I don't know when people <laughs> say that they want to go back on their missions I'm like you're lying <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not telling the you're truth. not telling the truth um how have I found happiness since I think I realized that I'm not um, saying that like you can't be happy yeah yeah I think I found a lot of happiness in um School. I've always loved school, though, so I'm okay. kind of nerd. Um, and I found other ways to serve. Like, I volunteered at the MTC and, like, found other missionary opportunities that kind of fulfilled that missionary need for me that mm-hmm. I felt good about. And just other ways of serving. I volunteer at the Children's Hospital here every week, and I feel like finding other ways that fit your personal plan with Heavenly Father. Because I think everyone is, you know challenged and commanded to serve his children and so if you choose to serve a mission to serve his children great Mm -hmm. if you choose to like work at the food bank also great 
whatever you figure <laughs> yeah, out it's bad you with heavenly everything. yeah it's bad if you know uh if you whatever you decide to do with heavenly father like figure it out do what you want to do you know um and i think not letting other people decide your happiness for you because that can be very tempting, especially at BYU. Like, if you don't fit into the mold. I also don't play the piano. So that's a fun fact about me. I didn't serve a mission, and I don't play the piano. So I feel like a little bit of an outcast of BYU sometimes. But if you... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I think <laughs> if you... It's true. Everyone plays the piano. That's so okay? true. I don't play the piano But either. it's fine. Then I'm never going to be called this award like pianist. That's okay. Perfect. I find other ways to serve. You just find something like your plan with Heavenly Father. It's really amazing because it's specific to you mm-hmm. and he knows what you're going to do. Yeah. And so you just got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. He already knows. So I think if you pray and you figure out the ways that you can serve other people around him and what you need to do on your life plan and not let other people tell you what your life plan is. Don't let your mom, don't let your boyfriend, don't let anybody tell you what you're supposed to do. It's between you and God and you can figure it out and trusting in him is huge. So I think just a lot of prayer can go into that decision and not letting Mm -hmm. other people influence it just have tough skin laugh off when people tell you that you're an old maid and not married at 23 or 24 just laugh it off and don't let people get under your skin that's how I really have found happiness to be away is not letting people get under your skin. get under my skin about stuff okay you said something you're like you can't let other people choose your happiness for you yeah do you, you want to like talk about that more yes so have you seen that almost happen where like people have tried to choose your happiness for you or, um, or in other people's lives? Yeah, I feel like sometimes people, if, like, I have, oh, let's see, choosing happiness for me. Like, if I've done something and, like, someone is really excited for me about it. Or, like, oh, you should be way more excited about this. Or, like, you should do this. I don't know. Um, it's, like, I know a lot of parents who, like, try to guide their children's lives, like, throughout their college career, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that can be hard because you want to make your parents happy, but you also want to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So I think being confident enough to make your own decisions and rely on the Lord and not let other people try to intervene with that. And I think I found happiness from that because you know that like at the end of the day, you've decided your fate. Like you didn't let other people make decisions for you. And so you can feel good about where you are. Mm-hmm. If like, if you let somebody else influence all your decisions at the end, you're upset or like, Oh, I wish I had done something different Then that. Like, that's kind of on you. Like you should, um, choose your own fate as much as you can, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, you have to choose to be happy for sure. Cause you can have like, I could be really down at BYU and thinking, like, oh, I didn't serve a mission. Like, nobody wants to date me. I'm not going to be a good mom, which I've heard these things. And, like, it can be really detrimental mm-hmm. to have someone be like, oh, you didn't serve a mission? And you're like, no. And they're like, oh, that's okay. And you're like, yeah, I know it's okay. Like, I talked to my father about it, and I know it's okay. But I don't need you to, like, make me feel like a lesser person. So in those moments, yeah, I've had to choose, like, it's okay. They don't know what my decision process was. They don't know all of the nitty gritty details. And I'm just going to choose to be happy because I know that I'm doing the right thing. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to let them make me feel lesser for not serving a mission or not 
playing the piano or other like typical Latter-day Saint things. Yeah. So. Okay. No, I like that. I have a question just yeah. in general. So I find myself, I ask people, oh, like, did you serve a mission or did uh-huh. you serve? And they said, oh, I didn't serve. And you're like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Like, I don't mean that in right, a rude right, right. way. But what do you, like, what advice do you have for people that, to say in right. response to that? Yeah. So that's a really good question because I feel like it took me a year or so to try to kind of figure out. Because it's an awkward, I mean, everyone, because this is what happens in the home where you go home, your freshman year, and you're like, oh, how old are you now? And you're like, oh, I'm 19. And they're like, oh, so are you going to serve a mission? You're like, no, I don't think so. And they go, oh, are you dating anyone? And you're like, no. And they're like, oh, okay. And then, like, the old, like, (laughs) Sister Smith walks off, and it's just, like, really awkward. (laughs) But (laughs) at BYU, it's kind of like, oh, like, where'd you grow up? What's your major? Where'd you serve? Um, and I think I don't, I, it also has to come from the person that didn't serve. You have to know that people aren't out to like get you. You have to come out with the mindset because it's just like what, it's just culture at BYU. People just want to know. Cause like you probably, if they did serve, you probably know their cousin or like their best friend or you know their old companion and you like find these connections. So I think it's a lot from our end, too, that we have mm-hmm. to go into it with an open heart and mind and know that people aren't, like, trying to offend us. Yeah. Um, so that's a big piece of it. The other piece is, like, when people are like, oh, did you serve a mission? And we say no. I automatically be like, no, I'm in sc- I've been going to school. I'm a BYU student. And I, like, deflect it straight into school. Okay. So, like, it's more comfortable for the other person. Okay. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Because it can be kind of like awkward, like, oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I think it also depends on your tone. Mm -hmm. Because if you're like, oh, that's okay, like kind of guilty, like, oh, girls don't have to go, like, it's okay. And you're like, okay, I'm not a pity project, like, (laughs) I'm just as entitled to Revelation as you are, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think just saying, like, oh, cool, like, what's your major? Like, mm-hmm. just, like, deflecting it. Don't go into dating afterwards because everyone just seems like, oh, you didn't go on mission. Like, are you dating someone then? Because, obviously, you only have two choices. <laughs> and marriage or mission, or that's it. No, my sister went, recently went to the temple. And yes. I swear, three people at the temple were like, sister, where are you going? She's like, I'm not going on a mission. Yeah. That, like, what yeah. do you mean where I'm going? I'm going into the temple. <laughs> I'm going to the temple to make covenants, actually. <laughs> yeah. So I think the best way for people to ask the question of, like, oh, like, oh, what's your name? Where do you go to school? Like, did you serve a mission? Like, cool. Like, or, like, if they say, like, no, I didn't serve. They're like, oh, awesome. Like, totally fine. Like, just, like, blow it off like it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Be like, oh, cool. And then just ask a follow-up question. Just, like, any other conversation. Like, if you if I ask you, like, oh, do you like Diet Coke? You'd be like, no. No. And you're like, oh, cool. So, like, what soda do you like to drink? Or, like, oh, yeah, Dr. Pepper. Cool. Great. Or, like, or be like, cool, so what are you, like, studying at BYU? Like, what have you been up to? As long as you, like, don't make it awkward, that's it another That's another awkward. life motto I have. It's not awkward unless you make it awkward. True. So You can always make it awkward. You can make it awkward and you can choose to be happy. Exactly. The so end. just end the podcast. podcast right here. That's it. That's it, everybody. <laughs> you can you can go home now. <laughs> just kidding. We have more. <laughs> Actually, don't. Subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> I did not tell her to say that. Okay. So, moving on a little bit yeah. from serving missions, yeah. what is your biggest influence of happiness in your life right now? Oh, that is a really hard question. What is the biggest influence of happiness in my life right 
now? Honestly, I think friends have a huge impact on happiness. If you surround yourself with people who are happy, like really positive spirits, you're going to be positive. If you have really negative people surrounding you, you're just going to be negative or down in the dumps with them. So I think surrounding yourself with people who build you up instead of tear you down really has influenced me for sure. Has that been hard to find those people in your life? Um, honestly, it hasn't recently. No, I think you attract people that are similar to you. So mm-hmm. if you choose to be happy and you're happy, you're going to find those other people that will make you happy also. So just like my professor always says, birds of a feather, f- no birds, something flock together. Something like that. Something like that. I don't know. This is a real podcast. I don't know this actual thing. Um, but similar people go together, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think if you choose to be happy, you'll surround yourself. You'll find them. You can find the normals on campus. I found them. The normals. The normal, like, kind people. You can find them. Yeah. They exist. They do. The JFSB is a great place to look. Okay. Yeah. That's that's where I live. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, normal people do exist. So just be nice. Say hi to people on campus. Can we talk about that for a second? Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's, I have a rant to anyone who is at any university anywhere. Or in life. Or in life. Just say hi to people. Wave, say hi. Smile at people when you're walking around because that, that is a way you can choose happiness. Okay. You can choose to be happy. If you're having a terrible day, choose to, like, be happy, smile at people, say hi to random people on campus. I know it sounds awkward and weird, but we have lost the social skills, I swear. Um, And, like, sit next to somebody in class and talk to them. Say hi to them. Figure out where they're from. Did they serve a mission? Like, figure it out. Because I think we've really lost the power of human connection. And that's, I feel like a lot of joy can come from human connection, but the only way you can get it is if you try to connect with people. So, that's my soapbox for the day. Connect with the people around you, because that's a way you can get, you can feel like more fulfilled, you can become more happy. Like, I've had crappy days on campus, and then I've talked to somebody in my class, and like, we've talked and like definitely like lifted my spirits way more after class. I mean, it sounds like so cliche to say, but it's true. Or like smiling at someone on campus, classic, like primary story, but like smiling at people can totally change their attitude. And I think if we just reach out a little bit more, we'll be reached out to as well. Mm -hmm. We can do a lot of good from each other, but we just need to talk to each other. Yeah. And rant. (laughs) Yes, and rant. You need those friends that you can rant to. Yes, yeah. I feel like that is a way of expressing happiness. Yeah, yeah. Find those people that can you can make friends with. I found a lot of really good friends just from classes, and you just become really close. Branch out. Don't sit in the same seat every time. Move around. Make friends. Serve those around you, and it really can bring you joy. Yeah. Um, I remember in like my sophomore year of high school English class, mm-hmm. my teacher just so happened to be a member, oh, which nice. is odd. Mm-hmm. None of my teachers were members in Vegas, but mm-hmm. she was talking about service, and I've heard this so many times. But when you are down or having a hard time, mm-hmm. you need to go out and serve people, and you yeah. will automatically feel better. Like you gain more mm-hmm. by serving than the person that you serve. Yeah, I agree with that too, and I think sometimes. 
like, if you don't feel, you're like, I'm having the worst day. Like, yeah, go out and serve. But I think sometimes in the church, people feel like when they hear that statement, they're like, oh, I need to go to the food bank or I need to go. Like, I need to do some big projects so I'll feel better. But I think just doing, like, little things. Um, don't socially compare yourself to those around you and what they can do. It's like, if that's a bigger service project for them, great, cool. They have more time than you. Who cares? Like, I think people really just need to stop comparing themselves around each other because it's between you, Heavenly Father. I feel like this is a theme. It's between you and Heavenly Father and whatever any, but anybody else is doing, who cares? Because they're, it doesn't matter. I mean, you should connect with people, make, become friends, but you shouldn't like negatively socially compare yourself because it's not going to do you any good. They're still going to be doing the same thing. It's just going to make you feel worse. So just know, like, Keep trudging along, get through the end of the year, just do it. Just know that, I mean, I make it sound easier than it actually is, but you know what I'm talking about, people. Mm -hmm. You know, just, if you can only get through the day one day, just take the win, right? Like, if you didn't do everything you wanted to do on the to-do list, you did three out of the 18 things. At least you did three, you know? Focus on the happiness and the what you have accomplished instead of being so hard on yourself. I think that's a theme, but... I mean, I've definitely, that's for me, for sure, you have to get better at, but. I do think that, and I think a lot of times we take away our own happiness. Yes. Because we have such high expectations for ourselves. Yes. Because we compare ourselves with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it hard. Yep. We're like, well, I can't be happy because I'm not good as so-and-so. We're not. I can't be happy. the Johnsons? Yeah. Or something like that. Kardashian? No, 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 no. no. It's like, There's like a fra- phrase. Oh. Like your next door neighbor gets a new car, so like you get oh. a new car, and then like they updo their house, you yeah, need to updo yeah. your house. It's like mm-hmm. kidding up with the Johnsons, I think. Something I don't like know. That. This is a real podcast. We don't know the saying, you know, <laughs> in the moment. This is uncut, you guys. Raw material. This is raw material. So when we're down in the dumps, what is your favorite way to get out of a bad mood? Oh, that's a good question for sure uh totally depends depends on if i feel like being an introvert or an extrovert that day okay um extrovert i love talking to people Mm -hmm. getting out of my house because if i'm like oh this assignment's driving me crazy i'm the worst i'm never gonna graduate i just need to get out of the house like change of scenery for sure Mm -hmm. um utah is really beautiful canyon drives are really nice Mm -hmm. jamming to music hamilton all day um but if i'm feeling more like an introvert uh just yeah i think music is consistent in my life either jamming out in my house and just like getting up moving around or going on a drive somewhere talking is talking to a friend also huge and just being like this has been the worst day that's also a soapbox i have Mm -hmm. about reaching out when you're having a hard day um people in the church are always like let me know if i can do anything which we all, like, genuinely mean, like, we all want to serve. But the caveat is we can't serve anybody if we aren't willing to be served. Mm. So I think, like, you – I am the worst at letting people serve me, like, really bad. But I'm trying to be better at it because I'm like, I'm an independent person. I'm fine. Like, I'll be fine. I don't need my visiting teachers or ministers to come over. Like, I'm okay. Like, I don't need, I don't know them, you know. Like, mm. I don't know my home teachers. Like, it's fine. I don't need a blessing, whatever. But I think I've become better at relying on other people. Um, and it's vulnerable. It's really hard. Like if, even if you know them really well, you're like today's been kind of the worst. Mm-hmm. Like 
bombed a test today, my computer died, and, like, the cute boy in my class didn't talk to me. Like, been the worst day, you know? And I think it can be vulnerable to try to share those experiences with them. But then if you think about it, like, it really bonds your relationship with that person. And then when they're having a bad day, they're more likely to reach out to you. So be the bigger person. Like, if you're having a hard day, I know it's really hard. But just do, even if you don't want, like, you don't have to have something big. Like, I've had friends that be like, can I just get a hug? Like, I just need a hug from you. Like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Like, give me something that... Like, that's easy. If, I mean, start off with something small, and then if you feel more comfortable, like, sharing more information. Don't ever feel obligated either. This is another soapbox. Don't ever feel obligated that you have to give an explanation to why you're saying no. Like, if you are stressed out, and there's some party, or there's some meeting, or some activity that you, like, feel obligated to go to, but it's stressing you out, don't go. Just say no. Like, oh, sorry, I can't come anymore. And you don't have to tell them why. Like, you don't have to explain yourself why you can't do something. Like, if it's really hard or if something really hard happens, you're like, hey, can you, like, bring me this? Or, like, can you bring me lunch on campus? Like, today's been hard. You don't have to explain that to them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's totally up to you. You know, you don't have to justify your actions to somebody. But I think reaching out can really – it's that same theme of, like, human connection. Talk to people. People can really – help. And that includes therapy. We can also go into a soapbox I have about therapy. I am a family life major and we talk about therapy all the time. Therapy is not a bad thing. Okay. Let's just get that out in the open. Not bad. It's not. Really good. Um, and therapy can be from friends too. Like you can have friend therapy. Yeah. I've um, had friend therapy with Laura. Yeah. Friend the therapy. Galilee, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Kind of. So it's, it's a nice excursion therapy yeah. session. Um, yeah. Therapy is fine. If you need some therapy with friends, talk to me. I mean, talk to anybody. Um, They even have, like, online therapy now where you can just, like, chat with people mm -hmm. online. So, like, if you want to stay home in your pajamas, great. Or if you are, like, a little nervous about therapy, you can start with, like, an online chat room and, like, start talking to them. And then if you feel, like, more comfortable to going in the office, it's not one of those weird, like lay in the couch and let me tell you your feelings. <laughs> it can be really good and it can only be like you can go once and be fine afterwards. You can go once a week, once a month. You really can figure out what works best for you and it's not bad. Everyone needs some a, like a backboard to bounce stuff off of sometimes and that's totally normal. Totally fine. Yeah, you I'm, can't be your own backboard. Yeah, no, because you you can dwindle down into, like, this spiral of, like, oh, I'm the worst. I'm the worst therapist to myself because it's, like, oh, you're the worst. You're going to do this, blah, 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 and then you're not going to graduate and you're never going to find a job, blah, blah, blah. No, like, you need, you need a good friend or a good therapist or both to, like, let you know that you're doing okay. Like, it's going to be fine. To everyone listening to the podcast, you are doing a lot better than you think you are, so just... Take that. If you did nothing from this podcast, that's what I want you to get. You're doing a lot better than you think you are. As long as you were better today than you were yesterday, like, make just keep making progress. If you go back in progress one day, that's fine. Heavenly Father still loves you. Jesus still cares about you. The atonement still applies to you. Like, 
Wow, I have so many like soapboxes. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so much. I have a lot of The caption boxes. of Laura's picture is going to be like, Laura has all these soapboxes, and you need to listen to every single one of them. <laughs> the soapbox podcast. That's what you can call it. <laughs> just this one episode. I'll change it all. Yeah. Just everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just have one last question for you. Yeah, sure. Who inspires you, or I guess what inspires you? Because oh. it doesn't necessarily have to be a who and why. Okay. What inspires me? Um, I think I see a lot of inspiration. Well, I think two things. One, women always inspire me. Okay. Another soapbox. Yes. Women inspire me because I think we get a bad rap sometimes that we're too emotional, not strong enough, which I think is total crap. So if someone, let's, yeah, I'm not going to go into another soapbox, but I think women can be so much powerful than we give ourselves credit for. Mm-hmm. And I'm really inspired by those who are just real go-getters and you don't wait around for a man and you're like, yeah, this is my life plan. I'm going to do it. We talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we did. And uh, just go get it. Make a life plan. Don't wait around for a man to come, like, save you. I mean, if you want to, cool. But it, uh, I find a lot of inspiration from strong, independent women who don't take no for an answer, you know? And I also find a lot of inspiration in flexibility. I think Mm. flexibility is an underrated characteristic. Because being flexible, like, you need to be flexible in life. Things in life are not going to go how you plan. You'll make this great life plan, Mm -hmm. like I just told you to make. And then it won't work. And Heavenly Father would be like, actually, you're not supposed to do that. And you're like, why? Like, I thought this was a good thing. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not bad. And he's like, I know, but I told you not to. And... Sometimes that can be really frustrating. I've had experiences that in my life where I'm like, I'm doing the right thing, but why Why is this not the right, right thing? You know? But mm-hmm. then I do what I'm supposed to, what Heavenly Father like leads me to do. I'm like, oh, I get it now. So I think being flexible and trusting in the Lord and the work of Heavenly Father. And I also think, this is a side note, but like people are like, oh, I'm doing the work of the Lord. Or like, I'm doing the will. Or like, I'm... Doing this and like people think that's so easy, but like we forget that in that little phrase, like the work of the Lord, like it's a work, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard. Like it's hard to do the Lord's will sometimes. You're like, this isn't what I want. Like I don't want to give this up, you know, yeah. like this is fine. And I, but this life is not to be easy. Like you're supposed to be challenged and grow your faith and be flexible in your life plan or be flexible just in life in general because things aren't going to go how you want. But if you're flexible, you can bounce back easier, I think. Because if something doesn't happen like you want it to or you don't get into the program you want or the relationship that you really wanted doesn't work out, mm-hmm. um, it can be really hard. But if you're flexible and know that, like, okay, there's got to be something better, like, there's a reason for this. And knowing that, like, there is someone who knows more than you, which is kind of comforting when you're like stressed out. You're like, all right, I'm going to trust in the Lord and just give it up and see what happens and put my timetable to his life gets a little bit easier. It's still work. Don't get me wrong. It's hard, but I think it can be, you have a more eternal perspective when you realize that it's not your life plan. Like he's got it figured out. Mm Mm-hmm. That's where I find a lot of inspiration, too. I like that. Do you have any last words of advice? Last words of advice? Last soapboxes? Yeah. 
Uh, just be kind. On my Hydro Flask, I have a sticker that says, it's cool to be kind. Amen. And I think that's true. It's not, you don't need to sound like, it's not cool. Like, just be nice to people. I don't know why it's so hard. Like, even if you're having a bad day, just be nice. Because everyone's having a hard day. Just assume that, I had a professor say once, like, if you assume that someone is having a hard day, you're right half the time. Mm-hmm. So just assume that everyone's having a hard day and just be nice to people. Just be nice. That's my ending statement. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Yay. You're the best. I love you. Love you, too. How do you end this thing? I never know how to end it. <laughs> and stop. Okay, even with the technical difficulty that I have almost every single podcast that I tend to edit out, <laughs> I hope you guys in- really enjoyed listening to Laura. Um, I know I enjoyed my time talking with her, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to her as well. And I really hope that you're enjoying this podcast. If you like it, I mean, go ahead. Go give us a rating. Give us five stars. Comment on the Instagram account. Message me if you don't, and tell me how I can improve, or what more do you want to hear? I don't really know. I'm kind of just going with the flow. And, yeah. That kind of rhymed. Anyways, I hope you guys, I need to stop saying you guys. I hope you all, I hope all y'all have a fantastic week and know that you can always choose happiness no matter our circumstances. This podcast was brought to you by no one. Don't have any sponsors. (laughs) Probably will never get a sponsor. But it was produced-ish by my sister Kelly. I'll leave us. Go Kelly. She helps with everything. Okay. Have a good week, guys. See you next week. See ya. Bye.